0: Has anybody watched Vice, the movie? No, the Adam McKay. Oh no, I've not. Damn, is it good? I think I liked it. I just haven't.
1: (laughs) I just haven't found. Like, I'm not sure. I haven't talked to anybody, so I don't know if it's a cool opinion I have.
0: Well, no, it's just been so long, like since the movie came out, Mm. and then, uh, and then, like towards the end of it, I was like, man, this is kind of like leaning in a way that I'm like, it's like. I gotta I gotta talk this out with someone who's seen it but I feel like uh, just like the, the people that I was surrounded with uh, for a while just watched those movies all the time so it just made me think that everybody was watching those movies mm. and I was like oh well if I watch this a lot of people
2: watch this and I was like I can chat about this with somebody and nobody's seen mm. that fucking movie they don't talk about movies in the bible so I can't actually
3: <laughs> like, watch
2: that <laughs> damn do they do podcasts? yeah okay. Osteen or something has a podcast you know all those all Ugh. those dudes gotta have podcasts <laughs>
4: All right, what are the questions? All right, next up, I need to know what skills you've learned. All right, I've learned uh, how to, uh, uh, great fetch, so as to make
2: baskets. I've learned how to hoist the sails, all right? Nobody can do it better than me. Well, I'm good at selling, <laughs> and I think I'll be a great asset to Mr. Pirelli. I
4: don't think, I don't think so. I think, uh... And I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I feel like I can speak to anyone with great confidence and in any language in the entire world and communicate, just like you, Mr. Gable. You are the great communicator I learn from. So handsome.
1: <laughs>
3: Kisses. Kisses
1: get stitches.
0: <laughs> Uh I've been, I've been helping out. I'm, I'm, I'm really good at get cleaning out the latrines, and, and uh, and making sure that everything is nice and sanitary because we live in precarious situations up in the sky, and it's important to, to stay sanitary.
4: That's wonderful. You break my heart.
2: I know because there's cum in my boots. No. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. I can't wait for that action figure.
4: <laughs> There's a cum in my boot. <laughs> pull
1: string. Um, somebody came in the water hole. <laughs> uh, spit nods. All right. You've all got a trade skill, at least. Uh, which means, the next question is, how many of y'all want to stay aboard?
2: Uh, n- not it. I'll be leaving, thank you Um,
4: do you need anything before you go?
2: Uh, just
4: a, a jaunty cap I would suggest baking skills Hmm? I don't, I just have a feeling that Well, no, might no, no, you be...
2: don't Pirelli makes, uh, he's a barber, you see
4: Well, we have,
2: sometimes we fall into different careers, you know I'm not much for baking, but I am good at grinding
1: meat
4: Okay, well, great. <laughs> uh, don't worry, we're gonna set him up with another barber, Mister Todd. No, okay. I feel like it's <laughs> it's gonna break bad, but you know, everyone's lives. Uh, I had a wonderful shave with him earlier today. Did you? Yes. I mean, there were
1: other people in the room. It was a long line of people who oh. didn't come out afterwards.
4: <laughs> Okay, okay. But there's a okay. pie shop beneath, so he might be able to learn how to bake after all. Okay. Uh, Toby, we wish you well.
2: I wish you well, Mr. Gable. And if you ever need to grow your hair back,
4: <laughs>
2: I know the man with the elixir. <laughs> miss, miss,
4: uh, yeah, it smells like piss. All right. Anyway. Uh <laughs> <What>? <laughs> No, it's an elixir. No. All right. Anyway. Uh, who, uh, everyone, uh, what about you? I think I'm,
0: i really enjoy my time here, but... You know, Bouzouki is so amazing. Everybody mm-hmm. comes to Bouzouki. I, I gotta, I gotta take my skills somewhere else. Plus, I think I want to be. I want to be a, a ship. I want to race ships.
4: Ooh, yeah. that's very noble. And I wish you the best. Do you need anything before you go? Well, Gable. Yes. I just want a handshake. You're so strong. Oh, that's that's. Oh, are you sure? Are your ha- are your bones okay?
0: My bones are fine. All right. I I've I've been completely rehabilitated Excellent. since when I came here when I was ten. On death's door, brittle bones. Brittle bones, Brandon.
4: <laughs> <laughs> now are you our brawny bones, Brandon? Yeah. take, take this handshake. <laughs> oh, oh no. Uh, uh, oh, no, it's uh, fine. It's fine. Oh jeez. Oh, no. oh no, God. Well, not again, Brandon.
0: <laughs> Keep it together. Keep it together, Brandon. Not in front of Gable. Not in front of the crew. Brandon! Yeah, what's going Some of this elixir. No, uh, give me that elixir. Oh, oh, oh. It tastes like piss. Well, you're not supposed to drink
2: it. You're supposed to pour it on your hand. Uh, uh, get pee on my hand. No, look, I gotta go. Why Ain't... does everyone keep saying it's pee? <laughs> it's an elixir. Smell it.
4: Well, that's what an elixir... Smells like. All right. I, that is you two settled. I have it, you go into the alley and figure out your next move. Um, how about uh, you, young sir?
0: Uh, I don't think I'm ready to, to leave the ship yet.
4: Because you don't have a boot?
0: Because i I got to find the perfect boot.
4: Yes. I've already lost one. Yeah. I have to start over
3: from zero. Now, I don't know. That boot was perfect. for you Stop back? it. Get out <laughs> you, of here. get out of here. Get out, Jerry.
4: <laughs> Were you jerking in the hallway? Stop it. No. Yes. <laughs> don't you look at me in the eye and say you weren't jerking off in the hallway. You weren't jerking Stop off in it. the hallway. <laughs> get out. Get out of here. All right. Hey, Mr. Right. Gable, Mr. Gable, I am uh, um, rehabilitated and I intend to... Uh, I'm going to stay on the ship because I feel it would give certain people an opportunity to have some, some fun on occasion in uh, just just in case you want to take a break from what, doing one thing to do another, you know? <laughs> All right, now, before we get mm-hmm. to the little French child, I want
1: to get back to you. You you want to stay on the ship to... to Get another boot? Do you want well, to be part of the crew? I do want to be part of the crew, but I also want to... Okay. Have, um, well, yeah. We got follow-up questions then. Uh,
4: what about the little French kid? <laughs> yes. I am. I will not need to be staying on this ship because the ship is giving me everything I need and I've learned everything I need to know here from my one and true only idol, uh, Gabol. <laughs> there should Gable. be no other teachers and nothing else will ever come between me and my... Teachings that I have gathered here from uh, uh, Gable uh, Beautiful, handsome, tall, pretty, hot, sexy Gable
2: Alright, alright, let's just
4: slow it down before it gets sexual Ooh, Goodbye <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm puffing to smoke now pa! All right, well, Oh
0: my god
1: That means
4: That uh, kid
0: was made of parakeets
4: We got uh, the next question for the
1: two of you You want to stay aboard? Would you die for the crew?
3: Oh.
0: Yes. This place is my family. I've, I've been with this crew since I was 10, I, five years. I, I, I don't know where else I would go.
4: I'm willing to commit what they refer to as ego death the sublimation of self into the greater, for the greater good of the party. Some would see that as a
1: more severe version of death. What? Yeah, if you, if you kill your ego You're still alive, but you've lost yourself
3: Well,
1: that's neither here nor there We got one final question then Would you die for the captain? In the captain's name
0: Found me broken and brittle brought me in I would die for the captain and I'd kill for the captain and I'd clean some latrines
4: I'll do lots of things, but I won't do that. Spit size
1: and takes out a pouch um He hands gold to each of the members of the crew or or each of the orphans who said that uh, they did not want to continue to serve aboard the ship. He dismisses them from the room and he's left with Gable and the two who said they wished to stay on. He turns to uh, the brittle bones one wasn't Brittle Bones
0: wants to leave. Yeah, Brittle yeah. Bones wants to leave. Um, and then... This is the boot,
4: na- nameless child. Boot nameless child. Boot, uh,
0: Bootstrap uh, wants to stick around.
4: Bootstrap?
1: He takes out a full bar of gold. It is something that, you know, a, a person could live for months on it. And he places it into your hands. Gold is high in calories. We, uh... We appreciate you wanting to stay on the ship But As is the captain's way We can't have someone who wants to die For him
3: But I But I would do anything for And that's not
1: safe for you You understand? No, I This, this,
0: this ship is my family I I, I I want I want to be here On the Uhuru
1: Yeah, but uh, we can't Raise an army of soldiers. That would make us a cult, not a ship. But we're gonna we have to go into battle. We we've we've seen combat so many times and Spit sighs and gets on a knee to stand in front of Bootstrap. Now look, you you learned plenty of good things aboard the ship, and you know we, we got we got friends in the Armada, we we've we got friends on other ships, we, we can get you a good job. If you'd blindly follow the captain, then you'd ultimately grow up into being a person that's less than what you could be. And you met Oromar. You know he wouldn't want that for you. I don't know where to go. We'll find you a place to go. As for you, if you truly want to stay aboard. All right. You're welcome to you die for any member of the crew, but you got enough sense not to kill yourself over
4: a man's name. No, sir. That's, how I am. That's what happened to my dad. Bootstrap, let's go talk
1: about friends. Gable? Yes. You, uh, you gotta end things. Say goodbyes and do do everything official-like. I don't do that quite so well
4: for the the ones you've released or well i mean they've scurried off there yeah. uh, yes i'll i'll see two things gable is completely shaken up <laughs> they didn't know that we were trading in like actually helping children or anything like that the stakes of the crew have raised exponentially <laughs> <laughs>
1: Mm. Well, uh, collect yourself because next you got to pick who's coming aboard. That's a lot worse. Um, How? Well, uh, I've been dashing around me and, you know, slam and... uh, (laughs) (laughs)
4: <laughs> Slam is just picking up orphans and taking them.
1: Well, Slam's mostly been accompanying me on my trip around the city, but yeah, we we hit up most of the major orphanages and we found the best candidates. I'm.
4: I can't. This is too. Oh, God. Gable. You're the helmsperson. Yes. This is what it is.
1: Oh. This is always what it's been.
4: All right. Uh, What's your name, little boy? King? Do you want to help me find some new crew members? To what I do, let's go!
1: (laughs) (laughs) And let's cut over to the most harrowing situation. Oh, yeah. You are at the like i think you've crashed through the window crashed through a table spilling over teapots and like a map of the city and whatnot between the you know elderly i'll say it argus westfield who is as we'll recall in charge of reclamations for the red feather syndicate and Tiberius youngblood a high ranking captain of the red feather syndicate who both look quite surprised to be faced with your eclectic party.
0: I mean, in that moment, Jonnet is going to rip off his bandana and try to open his third eye. Holy shit! Um,
4: umma. Um, uh.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. Damn, this is okay. This is cool. Uh, I think this is probably a divine check from you, then.
0: Uh, okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's not as good as your arcane. No, it's not. And then I assume it's some form of hard or... (laughs)
1: Yeah, this could be be huge for you if you manage to pull this off. So I think it is hard. Now, you have the option, uh, as always with spells, to entreat a luminary. Uh, When you entreat a luminary... If things break really bad, you could fall under their sway and act in their interests rather than yours during a scene. Yeah, uh, But they will automatically upgrade a die for you. And there are plenty of luminaries that might even be friendly to your cause. Yeah, I, I mean, because honestly, I feel like
0: this shouldn't go well hmm. for Jonnet. And I feel like...
1: I would, I want to, if anything, like add a black die to this. So you are arguing for a black die on this. Um, I I think it's already hard, you know. I feel like that's expressed in the difficulty of the roll. If you like. Oh, actually, you know what? I think you should change out two of those purples for red dice because this is against two very significant opponents. Gotcha. Um, Did you opt to entreat a luminary?
0: I guess with the add-on of the red dice, I feel at a good disadvantage, so I will entreat the luminary. All right. ah. 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 Ah.
1: And the last question is. It might be too in the moment for Janet to do this, but there's no way you can make this spell a ritual, but you could sacrifice. So you could make a sacrifice of some kind. The most common is blood.
0: But. Yeah, and that, I think that's that's kind of Jonnett's go-to. And I think that throughout the whole chaos of everything that was happening at the stadium, something had to have, like, oh, pricked him yeah, or, or sure. something like that. Even the the actual prick of the 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 needle from the bandit queen.
1: Yeah. Oh no, I love that. Cause like you're whipping off your headband and you're just smearing that blood mm-hmm. over over your forehead. Uh that rules. Uh so upgrade it once more.
0: Um so that one of the greens to uh
1: so so yeah uh you've upgraded it twice so you replace a green with a yellow.
0: Okay. So we got uh the pool is two reds, one yellow, purple and a green.
1: Okay. And I'll Extend this luminaries to you.
3: The
1: maiden. That's good for you, man. All right, maiden's in your court. All right. Roll it.
0: (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, we're we're back down to earth. All right. Uh, Okay. So that is going to be five failures and two. advantages (laughs)
1: damn uh
0: and there's no way that could have gone well
1: no that's not (laughs) going well so you were trying to attack them using the judgment of the eye
0: yeah i i think that i think in times of like great stress and like go timiness jonnet has now become familiar enough with the eye where that's kind of like his It's game time. That's his game face is bandana off, eye open. And so he was trying to just like lock into position. Is like, whatever's about to happen, I'm going to be the most
1: ready that I can be. Yeah. And he... I think like, yeah, you try to control the eye. um, And you connect with it in a way that uh, you don't normally connect with it. Um, You give in to it in a way. Oh,
0: I just, I don't know if... I would love the, since it's Tiberius and since everything is so fresh, just the image of Dref's body, sort of like coming back in like a, and just like messing with the flow of his connection of some kind.
1: Interesting. I thought that was the one thing from the Triumph earlier that you had decided to emotionally resolve.
0: Oh, that's right.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Okay. Scratch that, Tony. So, But there is, I mean, you did kill a person with this eye earlier today, and you didn't decide to emotionally resolve that.
0: Mm. Yeah, I think, okay. So in that, Jonnet probably rips off the bandana and opens the eye with the intent of, like, golden gun killing this guy. And in trying to reach out to do that, he has to think about – the, doing it before because he's like, how did I do that? I don't know. And then he's just, it's all getting muddy with the image of accidentally killing this person through the divine light. And
1: I think you feel the pinprick in your hand
0: uh, as you try to do it too. Oh my God. Okay. It feels like in trying to force that that energy towards Tiberius, he's, he's then, it feels like he's getting that pinprick in the eye. Oh. Which is... It just immediately, like, f- f- like f- kicks back, and he can't.
1: The thing that Jonnet is experiencing in his mind is something that no one alive today has the ability to comprehend. There are screams inside him. Screams in a language he does not speak, and moving in a way that voices do not move. It is a chorus, an angel's chorus calling out in divine agony. An angel's chorus that fills his brain and it overwhelms him, And I think he passes out. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I must say I did not expect anyone to be joining us, uh, let alone you, let alone so dramatically. And I certainly didn't expect you to be traveling with a seer. This is quite fortunate. Quite fortunate indeed. He takes out a revolver and levels it at Oromar. Oromar Vale. I've been dealing with your minions so long I didn't think I'd get a shot at you Until the very end of it Yet here we are He draws back the hammer Are there any final words that you have Before I snuff you out
2: At that Travis jumps out of Janet's limp arms <laughs> <sighs> And goes for the eyes Like he does And while he does it he says Grab the gun
1: Hell <laughs> yes!
2: Oh,
4: boy! Oh, boy!
1: Are you going? So he's got one human eye mm. and one bird eye right now. Uh, are you going for his human eye? I'm going to go for the human eye. Oh yeah! I want to give
2: him two spooky bird eyes.
1: Okay. Um. So this is going mm-hmm. to be a uh two. Uh, this is going to be against two red dice. Um. That you're making this attack.
2: And that did go off on my agility, yeah? Yeah. Okay.
3: <laughs> oh.
2: Uh, nope, nope, nope. Nope. That is yeah. um, one despair, <gasps> one success, and two advantages. I think he's
1: going to shoot you. Okay. I think you're going to get hit. Okay. Um. So we're going to. We're gonna deal with that, but first. that
4: success.
1: Yeah, that so. success. Oh, that's interesting. I think you get an attack in, and you're targeting the eye. Whoo! This is fascinating. Maybe it's like I get the
2: eye. Oromar grabs for the gun, and like in the struggle between yeah, the two of them, yeah, it goes off.
1: Okay, that rules. Um, so. I need you to take. Oh man, as a bird. Remember, I am a different bird. Yeah, you are a different bird. I think you lose a wing.
2: Yep, that's what I, that is exactly oh. what I was going
1: to say. Um, so you what does that mean I'll get a wing tomorrow? That's true. Yeah, it, he just needs to make it through the night.
4: Damn. This uh, is
1: increasingly uphill. <laughs> uh, yeah. This is a super blood-covered desperate situation.
4: Wingless bird.
1: Um. So yeah, but you do take out his eye. It's like
4: <laughs> this, this <laughs> he's, poor this dude. He swears
1: <laughs> with a swear that we don't have access to. We haven't thought up enough of really good swears. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a it's a spicy one. This is one of the spicier swears that a, a person can swear as Oromar jumps at him. Uh Johnny, mm. you can make an attack from Oromar. Uh you're connected to him. Like we've actually switched scenes, so your strain is back up to full. Okay. Um so
2: I have been shot, but they're still struggling over the gun. Yeah. Can I I mean can I try to Get the gun from him. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. This is this is the role. My question to you is: is going to be off your brawl. Um, do you want to spend two strain on using Oromar's actual brawl skill? Well, yeah. Okay. So spend two strain on your character sheet. Okay. And again, your strain did reset. Okay. So I want to make sure that you've reset that. Okay. And this is again against two red dice. Okay.
3: Holy oh shit! Oh my
2: god. Um. Okay, that is one despair. Uh, yep. <laughs> Three successes
1: and a threat. <gasps> Damn, it's dude. The other wing. I know. It's it, the yeah. Other wing. I mean, I gotta
4: lose that other wing.
1: I. Th- there's no way this can hit Travis again. That's insane. That's
4: right. But is what else would that despair me though?
1: I think hitting Orimar. Hitting something that is going to be really difficult to fix.
4: His wink and eye. <laughs> oh. Pirates do need eye patches. Oh.
1: Are we going to do that?
4: Oh, I love the wink so much,
1: though. That's a challenge. We, I, we could uh, have it hit his jaw. Because, like, Ooh, the thing is, you had. That. Dref, who was a doctor to reconstruct bones yeah. and stuff. His
2: jaw was already jacked up too. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It had to be fish like, fixed with fish guts. Yeah. How
4: terrifying though. This, oh, oh yeah. no, this is And so be we're gonna have to like
0: try and like figure that out before an he's image. gotta be in public again.
4: Just open mouth. Oh well.
1: So yeah, I think the the second shot hits him right on the side of his jaw and <gasps> blows away part of the jaw bone. Um, there is some shock definitely from the people in the room. They expect that to have been the fight, but, Oromar Vale's Ugh. strong hands grab Tiberius's and twist the gun out of his hand. Um, Tiberius backs away. What are you? What What happened to you? Tiberius like shakily moves for his gun as they're staring down the cold eyes of Oromar Vale, his jaw blown off of his face, No blood falling from it. Mm. The captain winks. No. hey heroes it's james your game master welcome to the midroll. i've got to start things off with a radvertisement and this is a personal one that comes to us from the crew of the hard cell and the spooky lad going out to chase jones chase words cannot express how much we have loved having you as our game master over the years we want to wish you the best as you start your own adventure of fatherhood If you're half as good at being a dad as you are at being a game master, then Rosemary is going to turn out great. Chase, if you've got years of experience organizing a table full of players, I am sure that you have everything you need to be a father. Or at least I hope you do because literally that's the only experience I have. And I'm looking at that prospect relatively soon. A huge thanks to the crew of The Hard Cell and the Spooky Lad for supporting the episode this week. And a huge congratulation to Chase who is about to embark on one of the most rewarding adventures imaginable. Folks, voting for the Audioverse Awards is up, and there are a lot of one-shot shows that are available for you to support, including Campaign. Uh, We got nominated in several different categories, both as individual performers and as a show. I couldn't be more proud of the work we're doing on this show, so I would really appreciate it if you would show your support for us by spending some time to vote for us in the Audioverse Awards. You can do that by going to bit.ly slash one That's one-shot, the letter A, the letter V. Of course, you'll have the opportunity to vote in many different categories, and Campaign is not the only show in the running. Plenty of shows on the One-Shot Network are like A Horror Borealis, The Broadswords, Neo Scum, All My Fantasy Children, and Asians Represent. It's really exciting, and the best part is you can vote for all of us at the same time. So go nuts and support us in those awards, because I would love to see some recognition for all the hard work folks are doing here at the OneShot Network. Once again, that bit link is bit.ly slash one shot, A-V. That's the letter A and the letter V. Now, folks, if you happen to be listening to my voice from the UK, I've got good news. I'm going to be headed your way very, very soon. I'm traveling out there for the Thought Bubble Comics Festival. But I'm also going to be doing a signing tour with the Traveling Man Bookshop. And you'll be able to find me at a signing at every location for that shop. On Thursday, November 7th, at 12.30 p.m., I'll be at the Leeds location. Then at 4.30 p.m., I'll be at the Manchester location. Then Friday, November 8th, at 12.30 p.m., I'll be at the York location. And 4.30 p.m., I'll be at the Newcastle location. I'm going to be there to sign books, and the folks at The Traveling Man have put together a custom bookplate for me. And it includes new material written by myself based on the Save the Cat exercise in the book those book plates are going to be exclusively available at the traveling man and i think i'm going to sign a whole bunch of them so even if you can't make it to one of my signings i think you'll still be able to pick up a book plate but i'll make sure that you know we sort that out afterwards i'm going to be at the thought bubble comics festival and i'll be there november 9th through november 10th apart from one panel that i'm doing which is very exciting i don't have a lot of responsibilities at that show which means i got a lot of time to hang out with all of you so be sure to stop by and see me i would love to meet you before we get back to the show i want to take a quick moment and thank our backers on patreon you make everything that we do here at this network possible and i am so incredibly grateful to all of you we just shipped off the travis madigo enamel pins to our distributor so if you happen to be at the 15 or 25 dollars levels you'll want to make sure that your address is up to date I can't wait to get those out to people because once they're in your hands, uh, we'll be able to sell them to the general public. I've also lined up a new game for the One Shot Book Club in November, and it's a very good one, so you'll want to join at the $15 level as soon as you can. Oh, and one final, final note before we get back to the episode. Uh, We don't have a dear Uhuru this week. And the reason we don't have a dear Uhuru this week is I forgot to edit one together beforehand. We're having to do our recordings remote now, which means I need to align everyone's audio in order to get ready with those Deeruhuru recordings. That takes some time, so instead of that, I've decided to put another Tales from Sphere at the end of this episode. I hope you enjoy it. And now with all of that out of the way, let's get back in the sky. So Argus is oh like an older man. kidding himself. I I no, Argus is looking at this with fascinated horror. Mm. He still has his teacup in his hand. Oh. Uh he takes a sip. Uh Tiberius, I believe this is a young man's department. Mm. Uh I have more important things to attend to, uh, see to it that you don't get yourself killed. He stands up and moves to walk away. You are fading in and out of consciousness, Travis. I, I think you the thing that is keeping you alive is like the the like from di- preventing you from dying of shock, honestly is the feeling of a strong heartbeat in your chest. It feels like your blood pressure is fading. And you've been close to death, I think, a couple of Mm, times in your life. You've felt your pulse beat slowing down. But every time it feels like it's going to stop, there's something strong inside you that keeps you moving. And the connection is horrifying. Mm. You're, You're thinking in static in a way. Like, you don't feel pain But you feel the information signals letting you know that a part of your body has been damaged. And you're feeling that in two places right now, both your wing and the captain's jaw. What is your command? Shoot the cup, man. Shoot the cup, man. Okay. Going after Argus. Let's see. I did not give the captain a range light skill. um, (laughs) Oh, well, he can just punch Tiberius then if you prefer. (laughs) I mean, it's up to you, but I mean, I I was going to say he can't kill either of them. He'd probably have at least one rank in the skill range light. So if you were to pay to strain, uh, you would be able to roll two green and one yellow. Okay, I'll do that. All right. This is at extremely close range with a ranged weapon, which I actually think is one purple die. Okay, that sounds right. Uh, So that would actually be a red. A red, yeah. Oh. Yeah, one red, because these are... Bad boys. Big bad boys. Bad boys 2. The trailer for Bad Boys 3 came out. Oh. We need another bad boy in here. Mm. Mm-hmm. I will watch a Bad Boys 3. Okay.
4: That's no,
2: not so bad. No, this one's okay. This one is... Hey, this is two successes and two advantages. Hey. Uh, that's good. That's a good
4: time.
1: And you're going after Argus. You shoot Argus. He did not expect to be shot he wasn't moving out of the room quickly enough you can see that tiberius is aghast (laughs) you shot him you conceded he draws his sword oh my god i will not lose to you again Argus screams and like limps his way out of the room. You can hear Red Feather soldiers like starting to close in oh on my this God. from the outside. You've got a gun. There are three more shots in this six shooter. Ormar Vale is also wearing his sword. Jonad is unconscious on the ground, and you are barely holding on to consciousness. But you are a different bird.
4: So, <laughs>
1: Yeah, most people means. would fold under this pressure. You, you're a different bird.
2: Um, oh God. Shoot, shoot, shoot the
1: sword hand. The captain moves. And I think this is, we're finally in an initiative situation. Yeesh. Roll your vigilance. Um, mine or the captain's? This is off yours. You're okay. commanding the captain. One success. No, one advantage. One, one advantage. advantage. Okay. Uh, the NPC is going to go first. God. Um, and he is going to attack Orimar.
2: I feel so powerless. I
4: want to help. That's what happens when you overextend yourself.
1: <laughs> Should have taken a bath. <laughs> I feel great. Damn. One failure. Ah. Oh, God. Cool. What does it look like as Ormar Vale dodges this sword? Tell me if this
2: is too like weird or gross mm-hmm. or crazy. I don't think he does dodge it. I think he just like stops it with his hand. I don't know if that would like ja- jack up his hand too much.
1: That would jack up his hand. Here's what I'll let you do. Okay. I will let you sacrifice some wound points on Oremar Vale to do that. Okay. Um, Instead of, like, just him missing, you're going to tie up this sword. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Um, Let's give you three wounds. Okay. Okay. Um, So you've uh, stopped it. Are you going to still have him shoot the sword hand? Yeah. He's, like, holding
2: it still and then just raises the gun to shoot the hand. Damn.
4: (laughs) Man. Tiberius is getting wrecked over these pa- this past day. Yeah, yeah.
2: he's going to be like a he's going to be like a bird robot by the time yeah, we go. <laughs> he's a, like a chimera. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> uh I mean, let's see how you pull off this roll again. Um, this
2: is two red dice, two red and then that's the two two green and one yellow stone. Mm-hmm.
1: That's three advantages. Uh, Three advantages. You don't manage to shoot the hand, but I kind of think Tiberius is forced to drop his sword. Okay. So, yeah, it's quick in a couple seconds. Like, he swings this sword through the air, intending to chop Vale in half. Quicker than most humans can move, Vale reaches out and grabs the sword. You can see it cut into (sighs) his flesh. But, of course, there is no blood. He holds on to the sword and slowly, robotically, deliberately moves the gun up to Tiberius's hand. In a flash, Tiberius drops his sword, moving away as the gun goes off, ruining the handle and guard of the sword. Vale throws the sword to the side. What do you do next? Uh, well, I guess it's it's actually Tiberius's turn. And he, he does the blast ditch effort move that he would do he reaches for the cutting stone uh, in the pouch of his jacket like pulls it out and starts to try and utter the incantation in the divine language but you can feel something in his voice that you haven't felt before that's fear he has faced Ormar Vale once before and you did not get to see the results of that fight but you do know he ran away He says this, his voice is rising to a fevered pitch full of terror as he is moving through the complicated syllables of the divine language. It's your turn. I
2: think at hearing this, because the last time Travis heard this was not that long ago. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And when Dref died. Again, if this is like too crazy, I think. Give me the nasty bits. I think Travis passes out. I think he can't handle it fuck <laughs> I think he he screams no and then that's it
3: <sighs> <laughs> no. That's your
2: action He screams he doesn't scream no He screams <clears> hmm <throat> God, that's good. good. That
4: is delicious. <laughs> 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 I just saw. I just saw what it was. Oh, Whoa! oh, no. oh Whoa! no!
1: Oh
3: no! Oh no! Oh, damn!
1: Are you kidding me?
4: Woo? Oh my god! Oh no!
1: So because Johnny decided, like a fucking. Hero to pass out instead of continue this fight, I decided to draw a luminary to see what would happen next. Ugh. And I drew the matriarch, the forest queen.
4: Gah! Wow.
1: This is.
4: <laughs>
1: Johnny, I think some Fuck changeling wild. bullshit happens. Oh, What is it? Oh, wow. Okay.
2: Does it does it happen to me or does it happen to like where we are? Or does it happen to
1: him? I think it's what you would prefer most.
3: Oh my gosh.
2: I mean, I have like a bunch of ideas and I don't I don't know. I mean I could get my wing back. I could become some insane like monster, like hybrid monster. Oh. Um, or like the environment like <sighs> Like roots and stuff can start to grow up and try and like grow over Tiberius. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's coolest. You
0: know what? They're all pretty cool. I'll let you know. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, 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 this 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 party was all pretty fucking dope,
3: especially
1: (laughs) because we are dealing with a situation where there are red feather soldiers on the outside, like imminently trying to get into this situation. I think. You, you're like you're fading out of the con- uh, consciousness. You, you say, "Dreth." Uh, you can see Oromar is reaching for his sword, and then you hear her voice. I have your life, Travis Madico. No one else shall claim it. And the roots of ancient trees start to break the earth beneath you. We're, like, we're upstairs, aren't we? Uh, you crashed through, like, the first floor, okay, yeah. okay, okay. story <laughs> window of, of a building, <laughs> oh, but, like, still, they are breaking the flagstones beneath your feet. Uh, someone tries to smash in the door, and it hits the trunk of a tree. Uh, you can still see... Uh, <laughs> You see Tiberius try to put the cutting stones together, but a branch grows oh. between them, keeping them apart. And soon there's a small forest that stands between you and the red feather army. You feel hazily as you lose consciousness. Your body get lifted off the ground. Uh, Like when you're young and your parents move you while you're sleeping. When you wake up next, you're in pain. Incredible pain. And the face you see in front of you is the face of an angel. (sighs) Gable, how you feeling? Great. With these, <laughs> oh
2: my gosh, we all just showed up at the hotel, yeah. a pile of cold cuts.
4: Yeah. <laughs> when is this? What just? What just? So,
1: I think what happened is <laughs> you had your night of having to take the difficult task of deciding who needed your help the most and who you could afford to help. Mm-hmm. It was extremely trying um emotionally exhausting emotionally exhausting but the task is done you finished it and i feel like the only thing you could think of is i have to joust tomorrow and we still have that bath Mm. (laughs) you get back i'm so tired i'm so tired you get back up to the room and you see Oromar Vale, standing over the bed. uh on it, bleeding on the sheets, are a bird that has one wing, and an unconscious little boy who looks otherwise unharmed, but does not have his bandana on.
3: It's clutched in his hand. Gable, I saved us all.
4: That can't I... possibly be true. <laughs> <laughs> and Gable looks at the captain
3: That can't possibly be true Tell her I did
1: it The captain winks <laughs>
4: <laughs> I'm, Gable Puts his jaw Back uh, in its socket <laughs> Do you want to just catch up tomorrow?
3: What time is it?
4: What time is
1: it? <laughs> I wonder how much time has actually passed Like Probably like 15 minutes Yeah (laughs) There's so much compressed action I I think it's gotta be around 12
3: Mm -hmm. Don't let me fall asleep
4: Okay Tell me how you saved us
3: Not you, them
4: Oh, well, fine you don't want to save me. That's fine. Uh, Gable is tucking Janet into bed, putting the covers on top of him, while paying a little bit of attention to Travis.
3: I did so great. When we you... almost won. We almost won the bird test.
4: Is that where you lost the wing? Oh no! No!
3: No! Then the red, the red ones came. Uh-huh. And then Janet was there in a box. What? And there was a tornado. What? And a witch? What? And then Tiberius and the team. What? Came.
4: You saw him? Mm-hmm.
3: Did you What? Did he Is he did, a tree? Yes, he's a tree. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Gable assumes that this is all like dream language he's just n- nothing makes sense yeah, you can see that he has lost a lot of blood uh, Gable picks up Travis and like wraps him in a towel <laughs> and just kind of like holds him like a baby the
3: captain was just the worst Uh-huh. he shot my wing
4: uh-huh.
3: but I pecked I pecked the tree's eye Okay. Both of them.
4: Uh, all right, Did Was the tree mean to you?
3: Yeah, really. He mean? took out the rocks. Okay. Draf's rocks.
4: Draf's rocks. Oh, oh.
3: He dref has rocks. Okay. But then, because I'm a bird. Uh-huh. Because I'm a different bird. A different bird. bird
1: yeah. <laughs> he gestures with his. <bird>.
3: The trees stopped him. A tree, and he was a tree. That makes sense. Sometimes people are trees. And then I told the captain to take us back here.
4: And you made it. You did a great job, John. It's I told away. the
3: captain. I told the captain everything. He knows. Uh huh. He listens to me now. I'm the captain now. Yeah.
4: You're the captain now, uh-huh. Look at me. I I know. I can tell him. Uh-huh. And he'll do it. Do you feel okay about telling the captain what to do?
3: Captain, wink. The captain turns and winks. That was me.
4: I don't think so. I think he just does that.
3: <laughs> no, that one was me. Okay. I can tell. It made my eye wink. Uh-huh. I think he loves the witch.
4: I think so too. I think that's why he took the heart when we did the negotiation.
3: I think he also has appendicitis. Oh, why? Well, how do you? My belly hurts. Well, are you hungry? No, not that kind. Okay. You're going to pay for what you did, young
4: blood. <laughs> 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 mm.
3: Tell him he's a tree. You're a tree. Not him. No,
4: john, You're a tree. He's not a tree. I'm a tree. No. <laughs> captain, is it the captain? Is a tree? No, no? the other one, not the one with the T. The eyes. Tiberius. Mm-hmm. He's a tree. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think you said he would turn into trees. So His rocks are a tree. I think he. I think he knows that he would be a, a tree if he were to turn into a tree. I had a lot of great beer tonight. Do you want me to tell you about all the different flavors? No. No? (laughs) (laughs) Gable. (laughs) uh, I
3: love this
1: ASMR (laughs) post-fight podcast. Uh, Gable, I would like you to make either a medical or perception check, whichever is better.
4: Let's look. Perception. It's not great. Is medical on here.
1: Medicine. Uh, no.
2: What? What did JPC use? I don't think he knew how to play this game.
4: No, <laughs> I think he probably just would do knowledge, or like if he was no, he, maybe heal.
1: Yeah, it's where it's,
4: where, where? where, is,
1: um,
2: where is he? medicine. There's a medicine There's Where? A
4: medicine. Oh, there it is, right between mechanics. Uh, and so operator. is like one yellow, basically the equivalent of two greens. Um, I, I think your
1: odds are actually
4: slightly better with two greens. Two greens, that's what I figured. All right, so I'll do that. Um, versus what?
1: Uh, I think this is average. 2
4: Mm-hmm. Let's see. How to fix a bird. Oh, there's one. <laughs> that's a failure in two threats. So
1: uh you don't notice anything out of the ordinary <clears throat> with travis uh oh he's like obviously not doing well and, mm-hmm. and you understand that for sure mm-hmm. um you know he's uh in and out of consciousness uh but birds don't have that much blood in them and he's uh-huh. got a lot of blood on him um, uh-huh it just Feels like it doesn't line up, but you can't connect the dots. Yes, because of your big, big dumb thembo brain. Yep,
4: uh-huh. I'm I'm helpful, <laughs> not smart. Uh, man, how to keep someone awake for basically six hours? You look worried. Hmm. All of this, you're very red.
3: It's not my blood. It's not your blood. That's no, some of it's my blood. Some of it's your. Some of it's the blood from the eye.
4: From the eye. The other eye. The other eye? Did you. So you've gotten a fight? But we won. But you won. Where did this fight happen?
3: In the arena. And here's the thing tomorrow morning, I'm going to have a brand
4: new arm. I and he's kn- going to have a dirty old bird eye. I've, I've seen it. A bird eye. Mm hmm. Was that you saw him today? Yeah. He's using eyes from his birds? I
3: don't know if they're his birds.
4: That's disgusting.
3: Hey, I have bird eyes. Only sometimes. I don't think she'll let me die. Who? But that's okay. Oh. Because you can't die either.
4: Well, fingers crossed.
3: One day. Hey. Hey. Don't be rude. We don't all have fingers. Christ.
4: <laughs> I got a haircut and didn't do that to you. I got a wing cut.
3: But don't worry, they'll all grow back. You'll look normal in no time.
4: You were the worst. This is the worst fate I could have imagined. <laughs> Not only do I have to stay up op- all night talking, I have to do it talking to you.
3: Isn't it good to have friends?
4: I don't know. <coughs> I've never had one. No. I just burned you. You've got three. Hmm. You're a lot nicer when you're almost dead.
3: I'm a different bird. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So you're a young skyjack who just left a red feather company, and you're looking for a slight change in career. Can't say I blame you. Some folk ain't as lucky as I. I've been in the company for many a change in policy. And back in my day, folks at the lower levels were less tight-lipped about what you needed to do to actually run a ship. These days, you'd be lucky to get even the most basic instruction. Most folk who come aboard ships are really just there to pull ropes and lift boxes. But if you picked up enough skills to learn your knots, and you've got a few certifications under your belt, you might be able to strike out and join a more profitable company. Obviously, most folk would be looking to join up with privateers. Of course, those jobs are quite competitive, as they pay a much better rate than the feathers ever have. Even if the work they're doing is a touch more dangerous, the coin is more than worth it for most. And on some privateer crews, you don't even have to fly at all. They pay you to just sit around on the ground and wait to be called. The most likely option is you find work aboard a Corsair vessel. Except in that it sets you up to have a certain kind of life. Most folk from the mainland who hail from the rediscovered world feel that they can travel freely from part to part. After all, you only need to drop a little coin to get from here to there. But of course, if you've seen the ground from the air, you know how much muck that is. There's more to the world out there, more to the world than the Red Feather would ever let a sane sailor know. And the only folk who have the freedom to see it are corsairs. Now, officially, I would never tell anyone about Corsairs or advise them to go into that life, seeing as how it's against corporate policy. Seeing as how you folk were so kind to fill up my pints, I'll be sure to tell you exactly what not to do. And of course, if you're looking to avoid being a Corsair, the best place to stay away from is Bougenith. Now, if you were lucky, you might have gotten some sure leave on Bougenith. After all, it is somewhat a Red Feather recognised part. Our ships, of course, make deliveries there and are friendly with the locals. But if you were to go to Red Feather headquarters, issues would get a mite bit more complicated. And even though they teach the navigational routes to make it to Bougenith at the Red Feather Officers' Academy, it's not listed officially on their maps. And it's because Bougenith refuses to bend to Red Feather policy. They're one of the few Redfeather trading partners that allows anyone to port at their docks. That includes Redfeather ships, privateers, and corsairs. And while the municipality keeps meticulous records on who's docking there, the portmasters are trained in the art of doctor in records and changing names. And admittedly, it's a bit convenient for the Redfeathers. You arrive at port, you're able to trade for goods that you can't get anywhere else. And so long as no one's too loose with their tongue, no blood needs to be shed while you're at port. There are even quite a few Corsair captains who used to be red feathers themselves, who found themselves on the wrong end of a very political argument. And Bougenith is one of the few ports that allows everyone to catch up and play nice. This lax approach to law-keeping doesn't end at the Port Authority, either. Boujanith is home to the market, a sprawling, tented marketplace in the middle of their city, wherein one could find all manner of goods. Goods that in most cities would be quite forbidden. Even in the untamed wilds outside the rediscovered world, there's propriety around what people are allowed to own and buy that does not exist within the market. Don't get too many ideas, though. You don't want to be caught stealing in that town. The market is watched over by the broker, a callous and ruthless man who has a mind for tactics and a long memory. Further still, the civic authority, the keeper of the traitor's skull, is tasked with defending the city from any external threats. And what's more, it's not even a position that people want to be in. From what I understand, it's a punishment of sorts. Some say the Keeper even carries a curse. Whatever it is, it's enough to make someone go to any length to protect their own. Bougenith is one of a few cities that's crossed swords with a mariner on more than one occasion, and still stands, though they haven't had to do that lately. Some say the Keeper, or the Broker, performs some of the dark rituals the old sailors used to, that it's slowly chipping away at their minds and their souls. Calling them further and further into the deep. Whatever it is, Boujaneith has had clear waters for decades now. Much to the chagrin of a few Red Feather captains, let me tell you. After all, the Red Feather military makes a good chunk of money protecting coastal towns from the fleet of drowned sailors. Oh, but do you hear me getting lost with myself? You want to know how to avoid being picked up by a corsair crew in Pujani. Well, it's simple enough. Most get work by spending their days around the docks on the high wall, sitting there looking as though they've got muscles that aren't being put to use. And if you happen to have certification patches, it'd be a good idea to display them. On the interior of your jacket, though. Trust me, you don't want someone cutting them off. That's a profitable trade in that town, too. Most Corsair captains that need to restock basic crew members will pick them up from the high wall. But if you happen to have a clever tongue, and know a few more knots than the average person, then you might want to go down into the taverns. When it's not festival season, the roost is a good place to look. The drinks there are expensive, and you'll have to buy em for any quartermaster or captain who happens to be looking for a skilled crew simply because they know they can go there to get a free drink. There are always ships filtering through, and always captains who need sturdy hands and clear heads. Just be careful with your coin while you're looking. It has a way of running away from you in the storm nest. Now if you lot will excuse me, it appears my point needs to be freshened up, and I can't spend all night telling people how not to get a job. Take flight. Campaign Skyjacks is a One Shot Network production. For more information, be sure to follow us on Twitter at, at CampaignPod for updates about live shows and other events we might be doing. You can find more great gaming shows over at OneShotPodcast.com. Like All My Fantasy Children. All My Fantasy Children is a character creation, world building, and storytelling podcast powered by you. Each week, best friends Aaron Catano Saez and Jeff Stormer take a listener submitted prompt and, using some of their favorite tabletop RPGs, create an original fantasy character. Along the way, they populate a shared universe one story at a time. They share laughs, stories, and verbal hugs along the way. Jonnet Kessler was played by Tyler Davis, who can be found on Twitter at Tyler A. Dave, on Mainstage with Second City, or at IO with Devil's Daughter. Gable was played by Liz Anderson, who can be found on Twitter at Liz Anderson underscore underscore underscore. Or on her podcast, Paired. Travis Matago was played by Johnny O'Mara, who can be found on Twitter at Johnny and Briefs, or on his podcast, Dilettante Ball. I am James D'Amato, your host and game master. You can find me on Twitter at OneShotRPG, or on my other podcast, OneShot. The original music featured in this production was composed and performed by Arnie Parrott. You can find Arnie on Twitter at A R N E. P-A-R-R-O-T-T And you can find more of his work at atptunes.com This episode was edited by Casey Tony, who can be found on Twitter at Casey Pony, spelled C-A-S-E-Y-P-O-N-E-Y or on his own podcast Neoscum. Our logo was designed by Fiona Shea, who can be found on Twitter at Fiona Pup The world of Sphere was inspired in part by the music of the Decemberists and the card game Illimat property of Together Studios. The role-playing game used for this production is a modified version of the Genesis Role-Playing System published by Fantasy Flight Games. There are no kings. Take flight, heroes.
4: Health to strangers who've ever been kind And once for our friends near to right Twice to the dearest we're leaving behind, who know we can never deny the call
3: of the sky.